Porsche. I'm rolling. It's Joe ready. Aren't you glad we uh, worked today instead of taking the day off? Mm. No, I could be playing guitar. I could, yeah, but I, could, I couldn't be doing anything. Roasted marshmallows. Come on. Yeah, you could be practicing. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden <laughs> Store brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1062, April 21st, 2023, one day before Earth Day. Earth Day. It was 95 degrees on this day in 1980. It was 22 degrees on this day in 1966. And in 2002, on this day. Today is April 6.6 inches of snow. Are we going to get that much so, today? So uh, what we're experiencing is not, not that all unusual. We're just, the way I would look at it is we're being robbed of a spring. We are. Oh, yeah. And the fishermen are being robbed. But any day now, the ice will go out. You're going to get out there in your boat. You've got it all rigged up with electronics. You've got a Hummingbird, a Garmin, or a Lowrance Marine Electronics. There's an app available that helps you coordinate your electronic goods and find the fish. It's really cool. You go to uh, RippleLipUniversity.com. It's RippleLip, one word. And uh, they've got this figured out, how to best use the equipment with their app. Visit RippleLipUniversity.com for details. And the ice outs today are few. Minnetonka went out on this day in 1956. And White Bear went out on this day in 1952. And also in 1956. So yeah, we're away from swimming yet. We're away from swimming. But if, you, uh, if you're if you getting ready for the swimming season and you know all those kids will be anxious to get down to the beach, contact my friends at Aquaside. They've been helping people maintain great lake shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products. They take care of everything from weeds to algae. The products are Easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with the EPA and DNR. The products are safe. Call Aquaside today. Describe the problem you have. You're standing on your dock. You're looking at it. Tell them. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. This spring is so cold. How cold, How cold is, it? is it? I've got a guy who doesn't want me to use his name. <laughs> it's that He's cold? He's giving up his membership in the Royal Order of the 21sters. Oh, no. I never thought wow. I'd see the day. Is this the first? Is it revocation? Uh, Longtime loyal listener, loves switching on AM 1500 for the 45-minute drive home, recently retired, moved north of Grand Rapids. I'm really glad I have the podcast to keep in touch. We got a snow dumping last night, at least eight inches. Oh. After having spent... Another of many hours this winter with my Toro two-stage. They make a nice machine. I sat down for a Coke and looked at the calendar. It's April 21st. My God. In two months, it will be winter again. 
Nope, no way, can't do that. So you now have one less member in the order of the 21sters. By the way, ice out here is questionable for the fishing opener. Don't use my name, all right? No fun. A resignation from the royal order of the 21sters. Is that a first? It is. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Bill Glahn is going to be on the phone with you momentarily. Uh, okay. Bill? Bill Glahn from the Center of the American Experiment. Hello, Bill. Hey, how's it going? The Senate is expected to pass today the uh, Trans Refuge Bill. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, we want to know what that means because I don't think it means a child can just show up in Minnesota and expect a gender-affirming surgery. I would imagine that child has to be accompanied by parents who were denied such care in their state. Am I on the right track? Maybe not. Uh, I mean, that's what the advocates claim, that that what they're trying to do is provide a refuge for if two parents bring a child into the state from a state where these sort of treatments are outlawed, then they would be able to get that treatment without any kind of uh, retaliation from their home state. But that's such a vanishingly small chance. I can't imagine a state going after a former resident or residents for doing something that's legal in their new state. Mm-hmm. It just is inconceivable. What's disturbing about the bill is there's a provision in it that uh, has to do with interstate custody disputes mm-hmm. where there's a courts in more than one state, including Minnesota, are not in agreement on what should happen with a custody situation. And there's a provision in the bill that would allow the court itself to take custody of the child. The court in Minnesota? Yes. The court in Minnesota could, on an emergency basis, just declare, we are now the legal guardian of this child. Dear God. So uh, uh, what, what people who are opposed to the bill are concerned about is somebody's going to use this to say a third party brings a child into Minnesota and what they're doing is seeking gender affirming care over the objections of one or both of their parents who are out of state. So Bill and Nancy Nelson in Kansas are in the throes of a divorce and Nancy brings the child to Minnesota and says, uh, my child needs gender-affirming care. I'm in the middle of a divorce. My husband disagrees with me, but I want this child to have the care. Could the court take that child? Uh, that's exactly uh, the situation that's in a court in California right now, oh. where a, a parent in Texas, the father in Texas, uh, had an agreement in Texas under Texas law that the child could not receive gender-affirming care without his authorization, uh, that both parents had to consent to the care. Mm-hmm. And the mother took the child and moved to California, where the this sort of chair, uh, care, care is legal, and she's been trying to get a court in California to overrule the Texas court that uh, granted the father a veto right over this. So that's exactly the scenario that seems to be in play. And if, if I'm correct, it's the same language as in the California statute. Mm-hmm. 
so your scenario of, uh, and I don't know if Kansas is the right example, Whatever. Or Florida, or, or North Dakota, North Dakota outlaws this uh, uh, sort of care. If a parent brings a child across the border into Moorhead and wants to seek such care, and the parent back in North Dakota, there is a provision in state law and or the in the bill, and the bill makes it clear that if there's doubt, if there's uh, uncertainty, that they're to weigh in on the side of the parent and the child seeking the gender-affirming care, to put their thumb on the scale. That's what the bill says. So it's there's a lot of virtue signaling in the bill where we're saying, hey, we believe in trans rights and we want to make sure that everybody understands that we're welcoming, et cetera, et cetera. In, with provisions that aren't going to have any legal force or ever come into play. But this provision that would allow a court in a interstate custody dispute to take custody of the child seems to be exactly designed for a situation where an out-of-state parent or perhaps both parents object to their child receiving uh, gender-affirming care. And let's be clear, that includes sex change surgeries, hormone treatments, it goes way, way beyond just pronouns and uh, affirming therapy. It's, it's medical involved stuff with permanent effects. And this provision about the court taking emergency custody is very troubling. And I know there are people who think it's beyond just the out-of-state. There are people who think this is going to be used in instances where everyone is a resident of Minnesota and one or both parents object to the care, and this provision will be used for that. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but it's it's very concerning. Well, we have not descended so far into hell that a 15-year-old girl in North Dakota can't show up on here on her own with a cardboard suitcase and say, I want, I want gender care. I, I, I wish I could say you're wrong, but I can't. This bill is very poorly constructed. You know, again, I'm not a lawyer, but I read it and I'm confused what it means. I'm confused how broad it is. Advocates say, oh, you've got to be a lawyer to understand this. But there are activist judges throughout the state of Minnesota who who knows what, what use they're going to make of this. And everybody says, well, you need parental assent to do uh, medical interventions on a child. Everybody says that. But if a court says, I have custody of this child, or I'm overruling a out-of-state court, it seems to me a, a doctor or a hospital would say, oh, I can't, I have no choice. It's a court order. So, I, you know, I wish to say this is all virtue signaling and it's not going to, and parental rights are, are safe. But I don't know. I, I think a close reading of the actual language of the bill would give per, people who are concerned about parental rights, people who are concerned about unaccompanied minors, a lot of pause. And again, uh, at every step of this, you know, it's been debates been cut off and uh, questions haven't been answered, but they're plowing ahead because they have the 34 votes to get it to the governor today. Bill, it's happening right now. There's uh, it's literally as we speak, it's happening at the Capitol. The uh, the bill will presumably pass the Senate at any moment, and then it becomes law in Minnesota. It's already passed the House. Correct. Mm -hmm. Bill, how would I have a question for you. this, is John? Uh, how would an unaccompanied minor ever become 
a ward of the court or whatever is, uh, you oh, know what I mean? The the, the uh, provision of law that they're amending in House File 146 deals with a situation where a child has been abandoned. So you have a situation where somehow a child has, uh, parents brought this child to Minnesota from uh, some other state, left the child behind and left the state. I don't even know why this is needed in statute, but it must have happened at some point because that's what the statute allows a judge to assume custody of an abandoned child. The second provision of this law would be in the case of what you were saying before. You have a runaway teen who comes to Minnesota escaping an abusive uh, situation where they've been uh, subject to violence or child abuse, and they would go and petition a court to say, hey, take custody of me because my situation that I left in this other state was violent and or abusive. So again, this must have happened at some point. That's why it's in state statute. And what they're doing is adding a third instance in which a judge could take custody of a minor child, a minor child who's been abandoned by their parents, a minor child who has been uh, the subject of uh, abuse, neglect, or violence by their parents, or a minor child who is seeking gender-affirming care, but has been unable to obtain it in their home state. That's what we're adding to the statute, that third situation. What if you have two loving, interested, engaged parents who say to their son uh, or daughter, look, uh, sweetheart, let's, let's think this through, let's give it more time, uh, we'll, we'll try to work through this every way we can, uh, short of a reassignment, a surgery, for example. But let's let's really take our time here and work this out. I wonder what's to stop that kid from claiming, uh, well, they're not acknowledging my desires, therefore I'm going to Minnesota. Right. And that's what this provision in House File 146 does. It, it equates a child who is seeking, and it's all from the view of the child, it seeks... A child who is seeking gender-affirming care but is unable to obtain it is now statutory equivalent of a child who has been abandoned by its parents who has been the subject of abuse, neglect, and violence from their parents. It's making, if you don't consent to gender-affirming care, the courts in Minnesota will say you have, in effect, abandoned your child. As, as as much as you think you are trying to be a loving parent and are concerned for their long term health, that Minnesota law will say if a gender if a child cannot receive the gender affirming care that the child wants, then that child will be deemed abandoned by a court in Minnesota. Bill, one of the reasons that I really don't have an issue thinking that this is exactly what the plan is here is a couple of weeks ago we had in studio. Representative uh, O'Neill and her fiance here, and of all of the things that have been passed in the first four months of the complete DFL takeover of this state, I flat out asked, what's the end game here? And her answer was, they want Minnesota to become a sanctuary state. And that's why I have no problem believing that that's what they want here. Well, this is exactly what's happened in Washington state. In Washington state, they passed the bill that they flat out say, this, all these scenarios that you've been describing to me is what it's, it's for. A child, an unaccompanied minor shows up and wants gender-affirming care. The Washington state explicitly passed a law that would allow the child to get such care over the objections of one or both parents. So they passed a law that does exactly that. 
And they were completely, the Democrats in Washington, they were completely out, uh, out front about what they were trying to accomplish. Yep. They think it's abhorrent that the state of North Dakota, I hate to pick on North Dakota, they aren't the only state, has outlawed gender-affirming care for minors. And if you're a child in North Dakota and your parents don't agree to it, then you can go to Washington State and the court will make it happen for you. So Washington State has already done this. You know, I would agree that this is the end game for Minnesota, and maybe it's going to take more than just this step that they're taking right now on the floor of the Senate. But that just seems to be the goal that believe the children, the children are always correct, the children know best, and that if you are standing in the way of the wishes of a child in this instance, then you are committing something equivalent to child abuse. Um, and, and, and again, I, I, I hate to... I hate to be so blunt about this, but I'm super concerned about this. And what I'm concerned, other than you guys, of course, is there just has been very little attention of, uh, on this issue in state media. And when they do portray it, it's, oh, look, the Democrats are being very compassionate to these children. They actually describe this as enabling, quote, life-saving care. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost it's just so Orwellian in... The language they use being the exact 180 degree opposite of what is actually occurring. Bill, and wasn't it 67% of all people are against this? Well, again, we have to be specific about what this is. So we did a poll that is uh, the Center of the American Experiment did a poll for our magazine, Thinking Minnesota, where we asked among a whole bunch of other questions on taxes and crime and a bunch of other issues. We asked do you approve of or disagree with the concept of sex change surgeries for children under the age of 18? That was the question. Sex change surgeries under the age of 18. And that's what we polled. Now, advocates for the bill on the Senate floor say, oh, no, 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 this is about pronouns. This is about affirming therapies. Uh, This has nothing to do with sex change operations. It doesn't exclude that. They're very clear to say. But this is mostly about pronouns and, and love. But we polled the sex chain surgeries for children. Two-thirds of Minnesota voters oppose it. Only 22% support. You can say, well, who are these 22% who support it? What was interesting in our poll was more Democrats oppose the idea than support it. So even Democrats aren't behind this by and large. But there's a, a vocal minority who think that Anything uh, that goes under this banner has to be good and are supporting it, and it's going to pass today. And, you know, they package it with a couple other things that perhaps are less objectionable as part of a package that they're going to go through on the House floor today on a Friday afternoon when nobody's really paying attention. So, you know, that's where we're at. Bill, you know the problem you're having and the problem I'm having? We're looking at something calamitous, and we're trying to be reasonable. Well, I suppose, but you know, again, it's it's just frustrating that I I can see the I can see the forest for the trees, and I've been you know sounding the alarm, and I know you guys listen, and lots of other people listen, but when I I'm uh, on local media, it's all about love and compassion, and believe the children, and I I just see. I just see the future full of horror stories of this could have easily been prevented, but, you know, yeah. we're caught up in a mania. Thank you, sir. I told you we'd be in touch, and I bet we will be again. All right. Thank All right. you, sir. I wish, you. I wish it was a happier occasion. Yeah, thank you. Bye. 
uh, this state is ruined. Uh, I'm not denying that uh, there are cases, I would imagine, where a... Where's Mary Moriality when we need her? <laughs> uh, why do I feel like crying? This is this is complete and utter madness. This is complete and utter madness that we are experiencing right now. I don't know how you could see it any other way. They were right. Representative O'Neill and I forget her fiance's name. They came in here and they basically told us the game that is being played is they want to turn us, us being Minnesota, into a sanctuary state, and it's happening on all levels. This is a, this is a sad day. Sorry. Well, I, you know, people can be gay and people can... Absolutely. And, and, and people can have doubts about their... Here's why, here's why you want to cry. The kid at that age, and I, I have an 11-year-old. They're confused. They don't know what's going on. They're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. They're impressionable. I, I don't want uh, these types of legislators involved in the lives of my children. I don't either. That's my job. You know, the Senate author, among others, is Aaron May Quaid, Apple Valley Democrat. She's married to a gal, and they've got a kid, and... She's a community activist and worked for Keith Ellison. I'm just tired of this. This is the playbook. Uh, we are governed by activists. Uh, in this case, uh, DFLers. And I don't understand what they're... I don't understand this. I don't understand this. I don't understand what they're after. Uh I, I desperately am trying to be reasonable, and I was telling you guys off air, I don't think this means a kid could just come over here and say, let's attack my Johnson for me. I'm not getting that at home. i got to have this happen. I, I want to I desperately believe that's not the case, but it may very well be the case. Well, what did he say? Well, it's already it happened in, hand, in Washington. If the court takes custody of the child and the court issues an order, then what's the doctor supposed to do? Uh, I suppose he could defy the order at great risk for his career. Uh, do you think there's more cases of families on the other side of the spectrum who want gender-affirming care in the kid, and they all, mom and dad and the kid are all on the same page, et cetera, et cetera, then there are, I don't see any cases where a kid's going to run away and run to Minnesota and say, please take control of me so I can get a sex change. No, but, just but that, that can happen. happen because all they'd have to do is show up with, a, with an adult. True, true. Well, okay, I agree, it could. I think Aunt I, I think Martha it, it might would, weigh in and say, I'll take you, Billy. It'd be extraordinarily rare, I would I think. think it's I think it's going to be, yeah, yeah. No problem with that being taken out of the bill. I mean, that's, you know, he's well, right. Guess, that's why is it in there? It's dumb. I guess the, the reason, John, I have such a problem with this is I look at what's happened the first, what, uh, nearly four full months of this administration, some of the most radical legislation being passed since December. And I, I just don't believe 
whatever their intentions are, are going to be beneficial to Minnesota long term. I guess that's the way I, I look at it. I think the state is being ruined. It's I do being too. ruined financially. It's being ruled, uh, ruined culturally. It's uh, no argument with you on that one. It just it's being ruined. The state is being ruined, and and there's really no strong media presence in Minnesota. Uh, the, he said it, yeah. It's basically what? The center and us. That are the, well, you said NPR had a story on this, John? They all, actually all covered it originally when it was in the uh, other well, that's legislative back in, body. That's I back in February when it was, was House. In March. March. Yeah, March. Right, yeah. March 20th. In the March, KSTP, Star Tribune, NPR, everybody covered it. And I'm sure everybody the, covered the aftermath. The one encouraging thing, though, and I can't remember, John, if you were part of this conversation pre-show, there are a lot of Democrats on the House floor right now that are opposed to this. And I know Bill mentioned that, but I know I saw a video of uh, Nicole Mitchell, who used to do weather downstairs. She was very much against this. Uh, and there was a few other DFLers who were against. Um, well, it's still going to pass. Right. Uh, you want to take a time out, bro? I do. Okay. <laughs> Using seafoam motor treatment in your fuel gives you one less thing to worry about this summer. A lot of people might not realize that most preventable engine problems start right in the fuel system. Seafoam cleans hardful, uh, harmful gum and varnish from the entire fuel system. That helps your engine run better, start faster, and last a lot longer. Seafoam works that same magic on all of your engines, no matter what kind it is. Seafoam is the ticket. You can find it everywhere, and the true believers, we keep an extra can in the car. Truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, Seafoam. Who's doing an ad here? Nobody. Let's go. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Hey, we hear you live in a wacky town. Wacky towns where you live. That's right. Tell us all about your wacky town. Wacky town where you live. Well, we got a wacky town. Wacky town, you'll always be home, sweet home to me. A good old wacky town. A gypsy curse on Santa Bell, Jim. What did he do? Oh, he reminded us today there were only 61 days from the days getting longer. <laughs> oh, I've had a, a royal order of the 21st to resign the club. And now Jim is pointing out that we only had two months left. Boy, today's been a banner day, this hasn't it? This is a it? hell of a problem. <laughs> This is a John Bansley day. Howard watched the, uh, this is not necessarily unrelated to what we're discussing. Howard watched the uh, Wall State of the State speech. Wow. And he said, I took a picture of my TV screen during the 10 p.m. news as they were relating the story of the Wall's speech. I was fab- flabbergasted at what I was seeing. In three line items, Walls has a singular goal, and that is to manage the outcome of our children. Line item one, access to abortion. In other words, he wants to ensure we can kill the kids that need killing. The only positive thing I can think of is that statistically, the majority of birth people who might consider abortion uh, might likely be regressives. In so doing, they are exterminating themselves out of existence. Granted, it's a long game, but I'll take my wins where I can. 
Line item two, insured child care is available. In other words, one of the kids that survive, uh, of the kids that survive the womb and aren't exterminated, he wants to ensure that the nanny state begins as soon as possible. It's not just child care because the programs will come with cultural, societal, and governmental strings. They will control the programming. And line item three, education. In other words, once the child care programs were put in place for children are complete, the indoctrination must continue to completion and carried out through the entire educational cycle. Diabolical, stupid, and short-sighted. I've never seen one party so committed to cultural devastation. Nor have I. Nor have I. And that's what it is. Complete cultural devastation in this state. This state is ruined. It's not getting ruined it's not out there in the future. It's ruined right now by some really, really bad actors who have no business being legislators or governors, but they are. You elected them. This is what you get. But how, we always talk about... This guy wears many hats. Hello. Just not indoors. I didn't mean to hit Joe that. Joe Hey, how are you? The... Uh, the the problem, too, is, you know, we always talk about the ebbs, the flows, the swings back and forth, the Calcutta Clipper. You know, it's do you guys see it swinging back no. the other way? Because I don't No. And if it does, the the the, the carnage re- that's left behind, the remedial work will be incalculable. The remedial work will be overwhelming. We talked the other day, uh, emailers keep referencing it. We talked the other day about the. The guy who is undergoing a personal experiment by calling the wall's office five times a day, <laughs> trying to get a response from a human. And we get a few uh, emailers who are having reflections on that. Joe, you were talking about layers of insulation around today's political class. Back in the early 90s, I was a misguided liberal in my early 20s working in the service department of a marine store near Otter Tail Lake. I was working the dreaded Sunday shift, and a disheveled man came in carrying a 9.9-horsepower Johnson outboard motor. He was wearing a tattered white T-shirt and faded cut-off jean shorts. He said he had been working on the motor for a while and could not get it to start. He said he wanted to leave it with us to be repaired. I started to write up the repair order. I asked for his name. He said Carlson, a pretty common name in that area. He followed with Arnie. I paused and looked up, taking in the scene of the man holding an outboard motor, (laughs) worn out from a morning of attempted repair. I said nothing, and he nodded and just said, yep. I went back to completing the repair order, wished him a good day, and took the motor into the shop. I cannot visualize any of those who followed him being in the same situation, just reminiscing loyal listener Lauren. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. That will not happen today. No, not a chance. Just that interaction with normalcy won't happen. The third rail has detached itself completely from reality. You think May Quaid is ever going to walk into a marine store with her outboard motor and have it repaired? <laughs> no, the no. outboard motor is evil in her eyes. Well, that's right. It's an internal combustion yeah, device. Doesn't have that. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, talk Quaid. me off the ledge. Who, who I can't in the get hell this. is May Quaid? What's wrong with you people in Apple Valley? Don't know. What the hell? May bleeping Quaid? Who's she? She was Aaron Murphy's lieutenant governor mate in the governor's she race. She was, yeah. yep. She's LGBTQP1, 2, 3, 3, 5, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10,
But she's saying that we'll now have compassion. My idea of compassion is really different than their idea. <laughs> you think? It's no, seriously. I it's agree with really you completely. Different. My my idea of compassion does not square with their idea of compassion. One of the uh, one of the debates on the floor too was basically if we keep continuing down this path, more and more people are going to leave this state because it's already started to happen. You know, I'm tired of that argument. Why? Because we've been through this before. What do you mean? It's it's a it's braggadocio. Well, I'm leaving. Well, you know what? Most of us can't. True. So we're stuck here trying to fix it. But we now have evidence that that is in fact taking place. Well, good. I wish I you know, I wish I could leave. I can't. <laughs> and I don't want it brought up again. Okay. <laughs> It's all about Joe. It's all about me. <laughs> Shut the hell up about that. I can't that. go anywhere. It's a stupid claim. Well, uh, Drive up and down Mississippi Boulevard in St. Paul and count the new homes that are being built. Yeah. A lot of them are vacant. They're, they are people that are apparently wealthy enough to pretend they're liberal. Right. It's a good club to be in, isn't it? Yeah, they must. I don't know where they're. Are they crazy? <laughs> like crazy. But uh, you know what, though? In all honesty, there are a lot of people, Joe, that are just like you. They might want to, but whether it's family, financial, whatever the case is, they, they also simply just can't do it. But would under other circumstances. I certainly did not despise this state in my past. I never I, I've been I've enjoyed being a Minnesotan, uh, I, but but it's become insane. The, the the radical change that's taking place is making me feel less and less like this is the state I grew up in. And just too many disconnected people don't give a bleep. Nope, they don't realize what's happening to them. They had a great uh, wait. You hit on it. Maybe that's what Walls is doing. He's driving everybody to Nebraska, his home state. <laughs> that his home state? That's where he was born, wasn't he? Born I don't know. Nebraska. I don't know. I, I don't care. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Let's turn to our atheist friend, Rob. We used to hear from him more frequently, but he's got some words of wisdom here. Greetings, Joe and the gang, your atheist friend from up John's way. I haven't written you guys in a while, so I thought I would send a note alerting you to a terrible revelation I've had to accept. As an atheist, it has always been my hope that as we evolve as a country, we would shake off the shackles of religion and simply move into an era of new enlightenment knowledge and a drive to do what's right and good for each other for the simple sake of being kind people. No heavenly reward. No threat of brimstone, just being good people because we should. We would behave better as we became enlightened. Well, boys, that ain't happening. With our move away from spirituality, this is coming to you from an atheist. With our move away from spirituality, we seem to have discovered new gods to worship. The new Catholicism is climate change. The new Protestant faith is gender identity. And the new Islam is equity, CRT, and equality. I really hope the Jews sit this one out because I can't take much more. 
We are devolving into self-obsessed, violent cult members who seem to think reality is whatever we make it, regardless of facts and other people's views. We are behaving worse than I can ever remember and seem to have shattered our moral compasses. Joe, I used to be able to debate the big guy in the sky with folks over a beer, and we would still be friends afterwards. Nowadays, if I call someone with a better beard than me a man by mistake, I might get shot or at least canceled. For your listeners' reference, I'm not what you might envision an atheist might be. I'm a gun-toting, bearded, truck-loving hillbilly who wears a cowboy hat more often than not. That's for Kenny. I spend a lot of time in the garage and on the service road of life, and these days those walks seem to be longer. Sadly, Joe, I have to admit my realization and my confession. I am an atheist longing for a return to tradition to traditional religion. We were better people then. Proudly pushing back, Rob from Ramsey. That is as fine an email as we've mm-hmm. received on the subject of the mystery. And, and who did it take to email us? An atheist. Right. <laughs> who's longing for the day of traditional religion. That is very sweet. And I'm not kidding. That is very meaningful to me. This guy, is he nailed it. He nailed it. And it's, it's also sad, isn't it? What? No, the fact that it took an atheist to oh. come to that conclusion. Yeah. I, uh, I have some, uh, some news that will make it even worse, I think. Oh, dear oh, God. Man. Why not? You know what? Jump well, in. The no, water's You know warm. what? It will make it worse for Chris, I think. I just looked up the population growth. It's never gone down in the last four years in Minnesota, including this year. It's gone up s- smaller amounts than usual incrementally, but it's gone up every year since I, 2020. I thought, because we, we discussed this on the show, it's the, the, the Hennepin and Ramsey County population has decreased significantly. No, perhaps it has, but the state population is not. Got it. 5.720 million last year and 5.722 million this year. So it's okay. a very small incremental gain, but it was a gain. Got it. Okay. I stand corrected. <laughs> Unlike other people on this show, I'm not... Uh, sorry. I'm just kidding. Wow. Could be a shot at me. Could be a shot at Joe. Kenny. Mostly Kenny. Dave Elfeld is <laughs> not here. Dave Elfeld has done the sense wins for Flood Stage in St. Paul. Here are the top 10 historic crests. Number 10. For the stream gauge in St. Paul. Number one, 26 feet. April 16th, 1965. Oof. Number two, 24 and a half feet. April 15th, 1969. Number three, 23.7 feet, 2001. Number four, 23.2 feet, 2001. What? Huh? Oh, yeah, again in 2001. The first oh. was April 18th, second was April 30th. You need to count it twice? Uh, if it crests twice. Huh. Huh. Number five, 1997. Number six, uh, 22.02 feet on May- April 16th, 1952. It's uncanny how nature has stayed so much the same that even the dates of cresting are similar. Uh, number seven, 20.19 feet, uh, March 31st, 2019. And then we go to 2014, 1993, and 2011. Uh, we're expected to be cresting here soon in the uh, St. Paul area today. Right now, the stage at 12 a.m. today, April 21st, was 16.44 feet. 
Uh, let's hope it remains under control, but that would not even come close to anywhere in the top 10 historic crests for the stream gauge. You can find all this out for yourself. Uh, none of the local meteorologists will do it or none of these empty-headed newscasters who blather away about this being climate change. You can go to the National Weather Service website, and you can view data reported by stream gauges around the country, including, of course, the Mississippi River. Uh, Water.weather.gov. And do your own homework. GLers don't have to because GLers are clinging to some sense of context, perspective, and reality. Governor Walls was born in West Point, Nebraska, and attended Butte High School, uh, graduated in 1989, and also attended, is it Chadron State College? I don't know. In Chadron. Chadron. Is it Chadron? Okay. Chadron, Nebraska. Yeah. I I forgot he went to Mankato. We're We're not claiming him. Good for him. Okay. I wish I could promise you a warm weather forecast because we're dying to get out on our bikes, our scooters, mm-hmm. our four by fours, our side by sides, our Vanderhall roadsters, all from EcoFun Motorsports in both Forest Lake and Burnsville. Well, the longer the weather stays foul, the longer the spring sail exists. There you go. Look at it that way there for a positive. All Silver colors, lining. All colors and sizes of scooters in stock for the spring sale. Beat the man at that pump. These scooters turn urban errands into adventures. 100 and 120 miles per gallon. 300 bucks off the price of Yamaha Zuma 125 fuel-injected scooter. Save two grand on the most popular Yamaha R-Max 1000 side-by-sides. Those Vanderhall Roadsters need to be seen to be appreciated. Uh, think of a Morgan. Think of a Morgan, a modern Morgan, and you might have a, an idea what they look like. They're fantastic. 195 horsepower, four-cylinder, turbocharged. They're street legal. And did I say electric bikes? Because they're your go-to place for electric bikes. And Kayla Bloom is an expert. She'll help you get the right fit and the right bike that fits you best for all your riding needs. It's EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 97, just west of Interstate 35 in Forest Lake. And down in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42, EcoFunMotorsports.com. It's true, some of us GLers are fairly obsessive about our lawns. If you want the best lawn on the block, you've got to go with ProfessionalTurf.com, a Minnesota lawn care company since 1982. ProTurf has service techs with over 20 years of, I almost said 70, 20 years of experience uh, that have been servicing the same route. So they get to know your lawn. When I lived in uh, South Minneapolis, I got to tell you, my lawn was ProTurf's problem, but... ProTurf has this really cool toot sweet policy, meaning if you see something janky on your lawn in the middle of the season, get a hold of them and they'll be out toot sweet and they'll take care of that. They'll rectify it for you. That's what they do. Schedule a free in-person lawn care analysis and estimate right now at ProfessionalTurf.com. A ProTurf tech will uh, come out once the snow has melted and then customize a slow-release fertilizer and weed control program. Safe and environmentally guaranteed. You'll get a great lawn just click away, ProfessionalTurf.com. Oh, here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Hey, Joe. Joe Souchere. 
You like a nice cup of water? I do. How about the best water going? Well, would, when I have water, I want the best. That's Hofferman Water and Connecticut. Sales, service, and rental options, if you are interested, by the way, for Connecticut water treatment systems. It does include water softeners, but also iron, rust, and odor filtration systems. And the best drinking water systems around. I have one and have had it for a couple of years now, and I absolutely love it. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things other water softeners just simply can't do. It's going to cut down on your salt usage. It's going to protect your appliances. But you know what? You get that new system, your showers are better. So is your laundry and, of course, your drinking water. So get on the schedule today. Spring is a busy time for Hofferman, so make sure you get on the schedule today. 952-894-4040 or go to their website. HoffermanWater.com. They're the best in the business. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. And this news update is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. A story we talked about a lot off air, uh, we haven't hit on air, is now wrapped up. It's a Mankato Department of Public Safety saying a standoff that began Tuesday night at the Hilltop Lane Apartments ended yesterday afternoon, leading to the discovery of that missing two-year-old boy and his non-custodial father. Mm. City spokesperson said Walter Brown and his son were found safe, taken to an area hospital for evaluation. Police had been trying to find the boy since March 29th, after he was allegedly taken from a home in the 1200 block of Pole Road, according to records. A city news release mentioned that Brown got into an altercation with the child's mother. Since then, the 29-year-old Brown was charged in Blue Earth County Court with violating an order of protection and refusing to return a child of whom he didn't have custody. Investigators tracked Brown's cell phone in late March to a Tennessee airport. Back on Tuesday night, Mankato police say they were trying to apprehend a suspect in the case who ran away from an officer and allegedly fired a gun at a pursuing officer at the apartment complex. Luckily, the officer was not hit, not injured. A peaceful end to the standoff came Thursday afternoon yesterday, 43 hours later, when police reported the incident at Hilltop Lane was over and Brown was found. And thankfully, we found out the toddler was also found safe. Mankato police have shared no details about how it ended. In a statement, the department said it would not be taking any questions due to the investigation that is ongoing. Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison is joining a nationwide call for Kia and Hyundai to recall all vehicles with a defect that makes them prone to theft. Ellison, one of 17 attorneys general who co-signed a letter from California Attorney General Rob Bonta to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration on Thursday, claiming the vehicle manufacturers have not done enough to fix vehicles without engine immobilizers. The defect is found in Kia and Hyundai models built with key switch ignitions from 2011 to 20. 22. Car thieves' exploitation of the design flaw, which went viral on social media, has led to an almost 900% increase in Kia and Hyundai thefts in Minneapolis and a 611% increase in St. Paul over the past year. Um, I'm just glad the state of Minnesota is now reminding me via the television to remember to take my keys, because otherwise I would have forgot. Right, to, I would have just left them right there on the <laughs> dashboard. Yeah. <laughs> Three people were taken to a hospital with serious injuries after a crash involving a Metro Transit bus late last night in Minneapolis. Metro Transit says it happened at the intersection of West Broadway and Fremont Avenues just before midnight. As the D-Line bus was heading through the intersection, a car ran into the side of the bus. The driver and two other people in the car were taken to a hospital for treatment of serious injuries. Metro Transit police are investigating.
The wife of the Pope County deputy who was fatally shot after responding to a domestic call last weekend has shared a statement for the first time since his death. Deputy Josh Owen was killed after Brian Nygaard opened fire when law enforcement tried to arrest him. Another deputy was also injured. Nygaard was killed at the scene. Thursday, Owen's cousin Josh Palmatier read a statement from Owen's wife, Shannon. She thanked the public and law enforcement for the outpouring of love and concern. She also expressed anger about her husband uh, being taken away from his family. Family. Meanwhile, Alpha News reporting, uh, she has told Governor Walls he's not welcome at her husband's funeral. Deputy Owen's wife, Shannon, confirming to Alpha News that when Governor Walls called to offer his condolences, she told him not to show up on Saturday because, quote, hmm. he does not support law enforcement. Funeral services for Owen will be Saturday at the Minnewaska Area High School in Glenwood at 1030 in the morning. Well, see, here again, I'm going to make an attempt to be reasonable. Okay. Uh I would. I, I'm going to make the presumption that when the woman took the governor's call, Mrs. What's her? I'm sorry, Owens. Owens. Uh, when Mrs. Owens took the call, I'm sure that she received the governor's condolences sure. in good faith. But then apparently said, "Don't, don't bother coming to the funeral." I, I think he could have gone to the funeral and have had been very reverent to the occasion and sensitive and uh you know for her kids sake it might have been a big deal to have him honored by the state in that fashion i can understand uh her concerns but i just uh and she's grieving and uh but she probably also just didn't want it to become political theater right i guess i guess i don't know St. Cloud State University will phase out six majors and cut three dozen jobs in the wake of a looming $18.3 million deficit. Projected oh, wait, so is that how that works, John? You're not the U of M and you just ask for more and more money? You actually make financial decisions based upon enrollment? Shocking. Well, the majors, St. Cloud part of the UM system? Right, but they're actually doing something responsible, not what the U of M is doing with their handout. Sorry. The majors to be phased out are philosophy, theater, nuclear medicine technology, real estate, and insurance at the undergraduate level, as well as marriage and family therapy at the graduate level. Students currently enrolled in those major uh, majors, the number of which ranges from one student in insurance to 30 in real estate, will be able to finish their degree programs, but the suspension of the majors will allow the university to reallocate resources into programs with higher demand and dig out of the deficit, according to St. Cloud State President Robin Wacker, who announced the budget cuts. Wednesday. I think the only one they should have canceled was the nuclear or preserve was the nuclear medicine one. Yeah, why not? Because you might actually get a real job. Well, real estate too. Well, you know, go take a. You can get a course from a cereal box on real estate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to all our real estate agents. Wow. You know what I mean, real estate peoples. On concert announcements, we have a few now because we've skipped them all week long, so I'm going to catch up now. Uh, We had some comments on this one during our off-air portion of the show yesterday, right after it was announced. Pearl Jam, returning to St. Paul for the first time in more than eight years when they headlined... Did we talk talk about this the other day? Off-air, maybe. Off-air, yeah, we talked off-air, Chris. I pulled a rookie. 
That's what I said in the beginning of my story, Chris. We talked about it all. I wasn't listening. I never warmed up to them. I just yeah. Why not? They're cool. Well, you know, I just uh, first two albums I thought were very good, and after that, I was like, "Eh, whatever. Uh, Anyway, they're going to do two shows at Excel, August thirty first, September second. Actually, that is the beginning of the tour. Uh, They remember way back in the nineties were one of the groups that went after Ticketmaster what, 25 years ago now or 20, 30 years ago, whatever. Yeah. And so they uh, they sell tickets in a different way. They go through Ticketmaster's verified fan program that requires advanced registration and is open through 7 p.m. April 25th. Tickets will then go on sale at 10 a.m. April 28th through Ticketmaster. Uh, neither the venue nor the promoter announced ticket prices. Over the past two decades, Pearl Jam has only played the Twin Cities four times, headlining the X in 2003 and 2014, and they shared the bill at the arena with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers for a pair of concerts in 2006. A couple announcements we missed this week. Uh, Greta Van Fleet will hit the road for a summer tour. That'll bring them to St. Paul's Excel Energy Center September 3rd. Tickets go on sale today through uh, Ticketmaster. Wait a minute. I and thought you liked them because they named I, yeah, after I thought the, you did, too. I do, I do like their story. I like the sounds they make. I just don't think I could take two hours of that kid's voice. You also don't like, well, you and John don't like that they ripped off Zeppelin, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. I can't take the voice. I was just saying, I liked those sounds 50 years ago when I first heard them. Right. Yeah, because Led Zeppelin didn't steal anything from anybody. <laughs> Well, the sound was different, at least. And I love the, the lyrics, name of that group. That's a wonderful name. Greta the Van music Fleet teacher. That's right? the name of their piano teacher piano in teacher. Michigan, wherever the hell they're from. Highway yeah, Tunes are pretty badass songs. They're, they're very talented. Good kids, I bet. But uh, I'm sorry, I can't listen to that wailing. Plus, the placement of the Highway Tune in the Ford versus Ferrari movie is even better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's sweet. Grammy Award-winning Rhythm and Blues star Erica Badu will hit the road for a 25-date summer tour that lands at St. Paul's Excel. Boy, you were in a bad mood today. <laughs> on June 30th. What do you do? But, He's rolling his eyes. He's oh, angry. Erica's wonderful. I've seen Erica. Erica's oh, I'm sure you have. Yeah. Her Baduism, her I'm first sure album, she was great. is incredible. Oh, and her, her I bet she's a monster in some capacity. Uh, her, her, uh, you know, Joe, you and music just do not go along. Well, well, you should, well, you should well, give it oh, up. Oh, man, she's a monster, man. Uh, Anyway, uh, she has gotten exceedingly weird, though. Oh, Uh, thank you for acknowledging me. Well, in the past 15 years, uh, she's gotten very strange. My kid saw her about uh, three years ago, two years ago, and Mm -hmm. said she stopped the concert and basically talked for 15 minutes. Which, when I saw her, she did not do When I saw her, she had a monster band, and it was a really good show. Who else has covered her town, John? That's it. Uh, Moe's Def is also on that bill. Now, you're wondering who's coming to town. Moe's Def. Before I get to... (laughs) He doesn't call himself Moe's anymore. He calls himself Yazin Bay. Yeah, well, he already got the horn. Discussion at this house was uh, one person would like to go see Moe's Def. The other would like to go see Erica Badu. So I think you know who wants to see Moe's Def, probably. Not me. Anyway, before we get to, as they say uh, in the big news world, before we get to national and international news, let me tell you about this. Pantages Theater in Minneapolis, April 29th, one week from tomorrow, you can see the only surviving member of The Monkees, Mickey Dolenz. He presents a show called The Monkees, celebrated by Mickey Dolenz. It should be a blast. Mickey, uh, well, he sang a lot of their songs, about 70% of their hits, including Last Ray to Clarksville, Pleasant Valley Sunday, I'm a Believer, and lots more. Tickets start as low as 43 bucks. 
Ticketmaster.com is where you get them or www.talicpresents.com. That's T-A-L-U-K presents. Uh, Mickey will have a full band and they will, I'm sure, be monsters too because oh, they've been hired. Go. Probably a lot of quite monsters. Good players. Yeah. And uh, they'll have a big screen showing old video clips, pictures, never before seen home movies of Mickey and the boys in the monkeys. Uh, Mickey, he was uh, one of the guys that hung out in Laurel Canyon, lived there in the late 60s, was friends with all those folks. He'll have lots of stuff from there. Uh, so come on out. It's next Saturday night. See Mickey Dolan's pay tribute to Mike Nesmith, Davy Jones, and Peter Tork, April 29th at the Pantages Theater in Minneapolis. Uh, in other news, the Supreme Court is facing a self-imposed Friday night deadline to decide whether women's access to a widely used abortion pill will stay unchanged or be restricted while legal challenge to its Food and Drug Administration approval goes on. The justices are weighing arguments that allowing restrictions contained in lower court rulings to take effect would severely disrupt the availability of the drug mifepristone, which is used in the most common abortion method in the U.S. It has repeatedly been found to be safe and effective. It's been used by more than 5 million women since first approved in the year 2000. The Supreme Court had initially said it would decide by Wednesday, but a one-sentence order signed by Justice Samuel Alito on Wednesday gave the justices two additional days without explanation. Russia's military acknowledging that they, uh, well, they accidentally dropped a large bomb on one of its own cities. Oh. The cities is Belo Belgorod, a city of 340,000 located about 25 miles east of the Russian-Ukraine border. They have faced in that city regular drone attacks during the current military operation in Ukraine. The explosion late Thursday, though, was far more powerful than anything they've experienced before. Witnesses reported a low hissing sound, followed by a blast that made nearby apartment buildings tremble and shattered windows. It left a 66-foot-wide crater in the middle of a tree-lined avenue flanked by apartment buildings. It damaged several cars. It threw one vehicle onto the roof of the store. Two people were injured. A third person was later hospitalized. About an hour later, Russian defense minister acknowledged that a weapon accidentally released by one of its own Su-34 bombers caused the blast. The ministry did not provide any further details, but military experts said the weapon likely was a powerful 1,100-pound bomb. North Carolina man accused of shooting a six-year-old and her parents after a basketball rolled into his yard and has been arrested in Florida following a two-day manhunt. 24-year-old Robert Lewis Singletary turned himself into the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office in Tampa on Thursday afternoon. He's being held on a fugitive warrant with no bond. North Carolina authorities charged Singletary with four counts of attempted first-degree murder, one count of possession of a firearm by a felon, and two counts of assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill or inflicting serious injury. Gaston County District Attorney Travis Page is vowing to hold Singletary accountable, telling a local TV station, quote, will be damn sure to be loud and clear when the case goes to court. Singletary does have a criminal history. He was convicted in 2017 of felonious assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill or inflicting serious injuries, released from prison on parole in September 2020. Then in December 2022, he was charged with assaulting his girlfriend with a mini sledgehammer, making her clean up the evidence before she could leave. He was released on a quarter million dollars bond that same month. Yes, sir. Johnny, we're going to pause yeah. and go get Patrick. Okay. For sports. 
Tri-State Bobcat in Burnsville, Little Canada and Hudson has the best sale prices of the year on a couple of amazing Toro snowblowers. The big spring sale is on the Toro single-stage power clear snowblower and the PowerMax two-stage snowblower. And you won't find a better deal than right now. And whether you opt for the single-stage power clear or the two-stage PowerMax, you'll look forward to the next snowfall with these amazing Toro snowblowers. Tri-State Bobcat is in Burnsville, Little Canada and Hudson and on the web, tristatebobcat.com. KNL Surplus and Ammo is your one-stop shop for all firearms-related products for over 25 years. Why? KNL Surplus and Ammo offers one of the widest selection of firearms in the region. The big box stores say they do too, but that usually means they have a lot of inventory, not a wide selection. KNL has a broad selection of different calibers, is veteran-owned, and offers first responder and veteran discounts. KNL is also committed to safety and a licensed FFL retailer. Find out for yourself why KNL Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. KNLGunstore.com. Patient. No, of course not. <laughs> Trying to hear the song. <laughs> Hey, Pat. Yes, Joseph. Uh, before we get to sports, we saved something in the news that John's going to report just for your benefit. Take it away, okay. John. Let's go. An arbitration panel has ordered MyPillow chief executive Mike Liddell to pay $5 million to a software engineer for breach of contract in a dispute over data that Liddell claims proves China interfered in the U.S. 2020 elections. Liddell told the Associated Press he has absolutely no intention of paying him and he expects the dispute to land in court. What happened was he challenged somebody to prove him wrong to say China did not interfere in the election and a, a guy named Robert Ziedman uh, did that. He entered the challenge with a 15-page report concluding that China did not and now they will not pay him the $5 million. So he took it to the arbitrator who said Lindell must pay the $5 million. <laughs> Yes, I saw that. Are you at the uh, zoo? A Trump voter, by the way. A two, uh, he is. A two-time Trump voter that wants the $5 million. I'm not surprised. No, yep. I am uh, right outside in a hallway of McCarthy Gymnasium at St. Thomas because I'm watching some uh, reprobates play noon basketball. So uh, <laughs> I was, I was uh, over here to see a few of these uh, Crazy old cahoots uh, play uh, play basketball. So is it uh, too loud for us here or not? Oh, uh, you're all right. Okay, because I can. They're dribbling here because I gotta I gotta keep this door semi open, otherwise I can't get back in. Patrick, are you gonna be one of the eight people in attendance tonight for that Twins ball game? <laughs> no, I'm going to the Wolves. Uh, oh yeah. And I'm not wearing anything white. I'm not wearing a white t-shirt. So <laughs> even though I have plenty of white t-shirts, but. Uh, uh, I might stop over and watch a couple of innings before the basketball game starts. Hell, five innings before the basketball game starts because it's uh, 7-10. I don't know. I think the uh, yeah, Twins would be fine, but uh, who's going to go out in this weather? It's ridiculous. All, by the way, this whole 10-game homestand is going to be crap, right? Weather, basically. Yep. I don't see a promise of warm weather at the 10-day mark. No. So they got the Yankees here next week, you know, and yeah. they'd like to draw some people, and they're going to be uh, – they, uh, I'm sure they'd like to not play the game today, but the game's you know, the weather's going to be worse tomorrow. So. Right, Patrick, uh, you're you're going to not go to the uh, the Wild, or are going to take a two-one lead tonight in the series. Yes, they could, but here's the deal. Yep, 
Uh, Chip Scoggins, our columnist, or the other guy doing uh, a, a game tonight, lives in Woodbury, and I live in Golden Valley. So I chose the Target Center, and he chose the uh, XL Energy. Well, kind of a geographical thing. And he, kind of a geographical decision. It's not because I'm, I have the hots to watch, uh, <laughs> to watch the Timberwolves, but here's the other thing, Joe. Mm-hmm. If a basketball game goes into overtime... There's a good chance you're going to get a result in the next 10 minutes, right? Right. <laughs> With hockey, it could be tomorrow or the next day. Before. Yes. <laughs> that happened in game I, one. <laughs> I have great fear of hockey overtimes. Mm-hmm. I want, and I think I can get you on board on this, I'll give you a 20-minute overtime. Yep. But we're, we're willing to play pay three-on-three three all year and count it in the standings. Once we get to that second overtime, three on three, baby. Let's go. Second overtime in the playoffs, three on three. I'm not ready to commit to that yet, but look how quickly and easily I came on board with the pitch clock. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The pitch clock yesterday, the Twins were reduced to, uh, you know, they had a catcher almost, a pitcher almost lose a leg to a line drive. So he was down for a while, and then uh, and then they had to end up giving up eleven runs. And I think, what was, am I right? Was it two thirty-seven or something? The game. It was, Pat, it Detroit and Cleveland played a doubleheader earlier this week in four hours. <laughs> <laughs> start to finish. Yes. Start to four, finish four. Yeah. Four fourteen. Four fourteen. Wow. What a country. What. <laughs> <laughs> We had a big staff meeting at the Star Tribune a couple of days ago for the sports staff. Everybody was there. At the end, I leapt to my feet and said, three cheers for the pitch clock, everybody. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> away, away, we might have away. staff meetings in our paper, but I don't know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, you might not have as, uh, need as big a room. To right. Where, where do they have the annual Pioneer Press potluck? You know, where do you guys usually have that? They don't have one. Don't have one. What did you know? We still have a little kumbaya here and there, I guess. Uh, yeah, they don't even know. have a Pioneer Press Christmas party that you can't tell them you got a thing and you can't attend. Right. I, I'm anxious to say I can't be there and there, nobody ever invites me. <laughs> Yeah, that, was, uh, that happened. Why are the why are the Wilds stuck at this eight thirty time? I suppose the West is always going to be subservient to the East, huh? And it's and and let's get truthful here, Joe. It's eight forty five, right? Okay, eight forty five. We got yeah. to do all the foreplay here too. Yeah. Right? But I think in hockey they don't wait for the other one to end. In basketball, they sometimes wait for the other one to end. No, they didn't wait last night for Toronto and uh, Tampa to end because uh, by the time they joined Seattle at Colorado. uh, By the way, I meant to look. Who won that game? Colorado Colorado came back and won. Did, yeah. They were 13 minutes into that game when they joined it. Every game that the visitors won, the home team uh, tied it up. uh, So that's, that's the way it goes in hockey. The visitors won... What six games in the first round, and then the uh, home team came back. Now Florida takes it back to that hockey hotbed of Hollywood, Florida. Yep. I am on the record as saying there's a 25% chance that Florida wins this series. Yes, you are. 
that just escalated after last night. They got six goals against the Bruins. Holy yep. cow. Yep. Unbelievable. So you like the home team tonight, though, huh? I do. I do. Uh, I, I don't think it's official, but I predicted this yesterday, and I'm sticking to it. Gustafson will be the goalie. In the <laughs> I don't think you're out on a limb there. <laughs> I'm sticking to that one. You can argue with me if you want to. But I'm saying we're going with Gus in game three. After, hey, Pat, uh, Pat, what are we to make of Fleury? Is he uh, just by over the way, the... Fleury, he's the Emilio Pagan of goal. Yes. Oh. You know, so I don't know. I think he's he's... I, I, he can be hot once in a while, but I, I'm sitting him for. I'm not looking at him again in the series. I, I agree. Think. I don't uh, think seven uh, seven in a mere thirty one shots. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Emerson says, "Oh no, it wasn't his fault." Yes, it was. <laughs> just because they're just because they're hard stops doesn't mean you can't make a couple of them, right? Well, I think Dean was being charitable. Oh yes, he was. Yeah. Yes, he was. So, hey, how about my idea? You guys know Bocelli, don't you? Andrea the, Bocelli. The opera guy. Greatest greatest tenor of living and alive. The blind guy. Yeah. He's yep. fantastic. The wife and I went and see him in Milwaukee two years ago. I paid 400 bucks a ticket. I know. We've first. heard about this 15 times. <laughs> Bud's memorial service, oh. noon, May 21st, yep. Saturday. Bocelli... Singing that night at Target Center. Oh, we get both the the Wills throw a hundred thousand dollars in the Andrea Bocelli uh, Foundation, which does all these good works. Yep, and we get Andrea to go over there and belt up a a couple to wind up the service. What do you think? Wouldn't that be fun to hear Bocelli sing the Vikings pep song? Skull Vikings. Skull Vikings. He could hit some high notes, and that may be up there. Uh, let's do that. You know, we failed uh, in every attempt we've ever done to bring. We wanted Dylan to do the All Star game. We failed miserably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the guy's in town. He's going to get in here like Friday. Yeah, well, night. I got news well, for you. Dylan was in town. <laughs> Didn't make any difference. Yeah, but, uh, so this guy's not an Alcana class, though. This guy's out and about. Patrick, uh, help me. I know that the Bud thing is open to the public. Is this going to be almost like a draft party where guys are going to be in Viking jerseys and the concession <laughs> stands are going to be open? Uh, I don't think it's going to be real reverence. I think it's going to be uh, – uh, they'll probably try to sell beer and make a buck off it knowing the Vikings. So, anyway. I and the final Bud Grant garage sale live at U.S. Bank Stadium. <laughs> yes, that's right. That is right. That'll be $25, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you my have mother, fun tonight. My mother, who's dying of cancer, love you, bud. Yeah. Can I get your autograph? Yeah, yeah that'll be 25 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but good luck to her. Yeah. You know, good luck. I'm rooting for her. <laughs> good luck to her. Well, All you right. have fun tonight, Patrick. See you Monday. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you See very you, much. Boy, you take a time out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey guys, feel like it's harder to get in shape and stay in shape? Well, our new sponsor, Nugenics Total Tea, is offering a complimentary bottle when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. Hey, I get it. You get older and your body changes. And I got tired of personally having the dad bod. If you're feeling a little less like your old self, you don't have to. You don't have as much time to work out anymore, but you want that energy and you want the body you once had. Well, that's when I discovered Nugenics Total Tea and I felt revived, working out like I used to. If you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, Nugenics Total Tea Testosterone Booster with Testafin is going to help you turn back the clock. It's going to re-energize your workouts and you will get better results at the gym and it's going to help you look and feel like the man that you really want to be. Now here's the difference. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like Testafin. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. While every product professes quality Many other products use generic ingredients that are often far less than clinical grade. With Nugenics Total Tea, you get the same clinical potency levels used in the trials. And Nugenics' formulation is backed by 10 years of science and research. Nugenics Total Tea is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. And Nugenics Total Tea can help re-energize your life and help you get back the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior that you used to be. Now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermal, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. Text 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Not a garage logic town council member here's what you're missing it was an alien show skin something skinwalkers ranch yeah is that fake no that's a real place i'm purposely avoiding it because the experts are calling bs i watched it yesterday i think it's a bunch of hogwash lots of weird stuff happened there man well but that's they go up in the chopper and there's an electromagnetic it's throwing the chopper i thought it was both we're live on the town council i still thought it was Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. We had 24 school closings today in this state. They got a lot Three. of snow up north. Jeez. Food fraud update. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> a warrant has been issued for one of the defendants charged in the Feeding Our Future case after he failed to show up for a hearing, mm-hmm. according to documents filed in federal court. Sade Said Osman Hashi, 34, Minneapolis, was due in court at 1.30 p.m. last Thursday but never showed up. Federal documents show a warrant was issued for Hashi, who is facing charges related to wire fraud, money laundering, and federal programs bribery. You know, we've got 60 people charged in the food fraud scandal, the largest pandemic relief fraud scheme charged to date in this country. 
It sure is moving slowly, isn't it? <laughs> so this guy, uh, this guy being no dummy, he took off. Hashi knowingly defrauded the government by getting money under false pretenses while claiming he was feeding children. Uh, Hashi's indictment said employees at Feeding Our Future operated a pay-to-play scheme in which employees solicited and received bribes and kickbacks from people under the sponsorship of Feeding Our Future. Many of the kickbacks were paid under the, under the guise of consulting fees to shell companies created by Feeding Our Future employees. Hashi became the chief executive officer of Great Lakes, Inc. in 2019. The indictment said Hashi used the Great Lakes, Inc. name to operate several fraudulent programs. In addition, Great Lakes, Inc. did business as Safari Express, a name that was registered with the state of Minnesota in 09 and reinstated in 2021. The indictment alleges Hashi used Safari Express to act as a vendor in uh, the Federal Child Nutrition Program for other sites under the sponsorship of Feeding Our Future. Altogether, the U.S. Attorney's Office said Feeding Our Future opened more than 250 sites. Remember one of them, uh, what town was it? They were feeding more. They claimed to feed oh, more it was, than the population. Uh, was it Purim? Wasn't it Purim? No, it was something Lake. Uh, well, it, no, it was where the Pelicans are. Uh, Pelican, Pelican Rapids. Pelican Rapids, that's right. Yeah, Pelican they, Rapids. They claim to feed more children than the population of the city. Yeah. And these morons in the Department of Education who have yet to be held accountable, they just sat there and rubber-stamped the, check, rubber stamped you know the checks. You know what? I don't think they did. Well, what happened then? I don't think they fed more kids than the population. Oh, I don't think so either. <laughs> um, well, this obviously must mean he's innocent, right? <laughs> Did he skip? Since he skipped town, oh, I uh, I found some more about him. Uh, he, originally, when he was charged, yeah. he said he was serving twenty five hundred meals every day. Yeah, and uh, he received about five point seven million dollars. Oh really? In funds during the whole thing? Huh? Five point seven million. I so doubt he, the validity of his claims, John. Twenty five hundred. You don't think he had less? No, I don't hmm. think he did. <laughs> You okay over there? Joe disappeared. You're all out of sorts, and you're the one that wanted to work today. (laughs) That's Joe's fault. I wasn't out of sorts until I learned that we've gone off the deep end. Well, I've been trying to to both pay attention and focus on the show and monitor any updates that we have via social media, just so you're aware. Um, I was going to say that's a first, paying attention. Oh, you're really funny, John. Thanks for having my back. The only thing (laughs) that I can find is I do believe that Governor Walls has changed his fishing opener to Lake Peepigon. Lake Peepigon? (laughs) Only because they come to us. (laughs) That's not even funny. I mean, why is that funny? I'll explain it to you later. He's weird. Only because they come to us all the way uh-huh. from Marloth Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans at WorldWideWaftage.com. It was on this day. Boy, well, you are effed up, man. <laughs> he repeated it, too. That was made it the best. PB gone? <laughs> Eight. <laughs> <laughs> on this hell? day in 18 
83. Yeah. Clarence Cap Wigington was born in Kansas. He was Minnesota's first African-American registered architect and the nation's first African-American municipal architect. He designed the civic and residential buildings in St. Paul, creating six designs for St. Paul Winter Carnival ice palaces during his lengthy career. He died on July 7, 1967. Hmm. It was on this day. Joe, today is April 21st. In 1891, James K. Hilliard, an African-American entrepreneur and intellectual, died in St. Paul. In addition to being co-founder of the Western Appeal, one of Minnesota's first black-owned newspapers, Hilliard, by active recruitment through newspapers and personal connections, was largely responsible for the influx of African-American professionals into the state in the 1800s. On this day, Uh, 421, in 1899, the legislature created a state public library commission, which established a system of traveling libraries to serve rural areas. On this day in 1940, Uh, one day ahead of Earth Day is April 21st, world famous soprano Lily Pons gave a concert as her husband, Andre Kozolot. Castellanitz, Castellanitz conducted the Minneapolis Symphony Orchestra. Oh, boy, I bet that was attended by the well-heeled. Mm. Yes. On this day, what happened in sports in 1961? 1961 would have had something to do with the Minnesota Twins playing their very first game at Metropolitan Stadium. You're right. Losing to... The Yankees? The brand new Washington Senators. Oh. Five to three. Oh, their first they, win was against the Yankees, right? And that, yeah, that was on the road. That's yeah. right. On this day in 2016, who died? Oh, we lost Prince Rogers Nelson. Hi. My Prince Lick. What that, song was uh, that? It wasn't. It was just a oh. lick he used in a lot of songs. He died from an overdose of opioid fentanyl. Fentanyl. I guess we're supposed to describe it as an accidental overdose. I don't know how well, that would be. It, I mean, you either take it or you don't. Well, well, no, see, the problem with fentanyl is... The problem with the drug is it's in fentanyl's in a drug it's usually not supposed to be, so there's right. added parts. Same oh. thing happened to Tom Petty. So oh. you think you're taking something to help your pain. Oh, and you took something that has enough fentanyl to kill you. Yeah, but something was wrong, man. He weighed about 12 pounds when he died. I mean, he was just Well, part, partly due to away. his addiction, Yeah, right? That's a shame. He would have been, he could have gone on to do even better and better things, don't you think? So that was, oh, man, that's crazy. Seven, seven years, years ago. ago already. Wow. Yep. Seven years ago. Wow. That's amazing. Yep. He and my mom went out about a week apart. Is that right? Yeah, but nobody mm. remembers her for her music. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Did she have any hits? She had a couple hits. She yep. had a couple hits. <laughs> Say, GLers, uh, hang in there. Uh, yeah, I mean we're nuts, man. The states, the state is not much anymore. It used to be, it used to be a hell of a place. This used to be one hell of a state. This used to be one hell of a country. Hey, have a good weekend. Well, other than that, on that uh, note, <laughs> why don't we all just go to hell? Right. See you later. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes 
Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to Factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50 and use code GarageLogic50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GarageLogic50 at Factormeals.com slash GarageLogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. GLers, do us a favor. After you finish that trip to hell, uh, go to the Garage Logic YouTube channel because there we are posting daily content for your amusement. Uh, you can follow us on all of our social media channels, which include Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you haven't done so yet, join the Garage Logic Town Council. Ten bucks a month or one hundred dollars a year, you get incredible behind-the-scenes footage, audio, everything. It's there for you, and you can also give the gift of Garage Logic via the town council find out more at garagelogic.com and right now if you sign up that's right you get a fratelloni's ten dollar hardware and garden center gift card we'll see you on monday